Okay, so it's tough when you actually get to it and have to talk about it. Um, initially, I was uh, pretty open to the idea, but actually saying it out loud is a different thing. But here it goes. Um, so I was about five or six years old, and uh, this was a, a first cousin of mine that uh, my mother had taken in who had a rough uh, childhood himself coming up. His father was in out of jail and off drugs and things, and his mother was pretty much the same kind of deal. And uh, some of the things are pretty vivid in my memory, um, touching uh, him on me and, um, you know, just uh, placing my hand in places and... The scary thing is that when you're a kid and it's happening, you're not really thinking about, you know, what's necessarily wrong or odd about it. It's, you know, some, there's an older person telling you to do something and, you know, you're doing it and he happened to mask it into it being some kind of game. And um, I think that's what happened and how my, my mother found out is me talking about it as if it was a game and she immediately knew you know, red flag and, you know, got that taken care of, but thinking back, thinking back on it from an adult standpoint, you know, it, it, when I was younger, it was, uh, you know, you try to overcompensate with uh, your masculinity sometimes because you feel a little insecure when thinking about those kind of things that happened as a child, not even realizing that, you know, strangers or friends or people that you haven't told this situation to, they don't have any idea of what happened to you. So you putting on this, you know, false masculine front, extra masculine front, you know, is, is just to soothe you. So, you know, having kids now, you know, that just really is a scary part of it. You have to talk to your children and let them know, you know, what's wrong and what they should scream about and yell about and refuse to do because... I, I distinctly remember as a kid not, you know, necessarily thinking there was anything crazy or wrong happening at the time, just the way he presented it to me. So, and he actually, um, you know, violated or molested another one of my cousins that was a little younger than me. She was a female. So, yeah, he had some problems and he's, you know, in prison now. He was in and out. It's never easy talking about having been sexually abused, and that's for anybody. And for black males, I think it's, I don't want to say it's worse, but it's definitely an entire different ballgame for, for them to go ahead and disclose that type of information. So I really want to thank you, Nick, for opening up about your experiences, for being definitely. vulnerable enough to share with everybody. And um, I really appreciate you for doing this. And trust, I know that it wasn't easy. So, again, thank you. You know, like, the sexual abuse of black boys is such a broad topic, you know, and it's damn near impossible to cover every single aspect of it in this one episode. But it is a conversation that we, that we have to have, you know, whether we like to or not. You know what I'm saying? 
And one thing I have to say is the sexual abuse of black males is nothing new. I mean, we're talking about something that started way back when. I mean, we can even go back into slavery. And that was a time when the whole myth about the hypersexual black male was created. That myth was pretty much used to justify lynchings and other acts of violence against black males. Until this day, this myth still stands true. And it's been further reinforced to the point where it's hard for people to understand that black males can, in fact, be you know, sexually abused. Whether it be a 5-year-old boy, a 9-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old boy, even a 16-year-old boy, it happens to black boys. And the problem is black males have always been portrayed as sexual deviants. So no one really buys into this whole idea of black males being sexually abused, sadly, you know? Yeah. You know, I can understand how hard it is for newer generations, you know, like children to understand. So I get what you're saying. But as an adult with a sound mind, you just don't want to comprehend you know, there's really no excuse. We have to take the fucking blinders off and stop being gullible. The sexual exploitation of black boys is enslavement. Like, at the core, there's no way for any of us to justify that. The delusional mindset that black boys are naturally ferocious or the idea that they have this uncontrollable thirst for sex, that is bullshit. And like Chrissy just said, these ideals were heavily promoted during slavery. Just like a lot of other fabricated bullshit that we seem to buy into and we can't seem to mentally detach from, but the lies and the slander is just one aspect of it. At the root, you know, predators have this hunger for power, this desire for control, and the mm -hmm. same fucked up motives that created buck-breaking sessions, those same motives serve as deranged reasons that men and women maliciously engage children in lewd acts today. But I'm just thinking about it, and what kills me even more, and I'm no fan of groupthink, but just this idea that black boys can and should be able to like counteract these attacks you know because you're a boy you're you're strong and and you can fight you know a person that's trying to molest you off like people are really out here telling these kids that they should be able to fend for themselves i mean that whole culture of like blame the victim is really strong it's not just the united states yeah. that's just everywhere you know um sexually abused Victims are always put on trial for their own abuse. That's, you know, that's the problem. And um, despite what people may believe, black boys are the most vulnerable and the most victimized. Um, you got to take into consideration that black boys are often abandoned by their own families. To make matters worse, society doesn't cut black boys any kind of slack. You know what I'm saying? When um, black boys end up in foster homes, juvenile detention centers, and orphanages, and all these facilities where they're overpresented with these predators, you know, because these predators are not unintelligent, they know what they're doing. They purposely work in these facilities because they have access to vulnerable young black males. So they end up, you know, sexually abusing these boys, and they feel comfortable doing it 
because no one will ever question the behavior of these boys. Like, we expect boy, you know, black boys to be out of control. So nobody's going to question whether or not somebody is touching them inappropriately or doing all kind of bullshit to them. Right. That is so true, Christy. Um, you guys know that I work in behavioral health facilities. And right. uh, a few places that I've worked, you know what I'm saying? We've had people criminally charged for sexual sexual abuse in children. And um, it's so fucked up because by the time these kids get to us, they had already hit rock bottom. You know, they come from drug addiction, uh, sexual abuse, you know what I'm saying, from fucked up families and different behavioral challenges. And that shit, you know what I'm saying, is just so crazy. It also reminds me of that uh, Antoine Fisher story. I believe it came out in like the early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. It highlights exactly what we're discussing right now. Um, Antoine was placed in a foster home at a very early age. I think his mom had went to prison and his daddy was killed. You know what I'm saying? And the foster family treated that man like shit. Like the foster daughter would literally molest him. Um, And things of that nature. You know, first she'll beat him and then she'll show him that false, fake love. You know what I'm saying? And it's a mind control technique that most abusers use. Absolutely. And uh, the kids are so defenseless, man. And that's exactly what people play on, the weakness of others. Yeah, it, and there's so many layers to this shit, you know? Like, today, we're trying to bring the attention to the straightforward act of violating, you know, sodomizing a boy's physical body. But if if you really think about it, just think about it. This isn't where the assault of a child ends. It's not. It's merely just the beginning of the torment because immediately after shit like this goes down... Society places this child's manhood on trial. So, so we understand that the physical abuse is already accompanied by its own package of emotional torment, you know, the mental disturbance, the social challenges. But now you have to acknowledge, we have to acknowledge the scarlet letter of homosexuality that we place on this child. You know, our Stigma. yeah, Stigma. our culture says that you can't grow up to be a real man when you are a gay child. You'll just be well, sweet. Well, real man. Yeah, yeah. You'll just be sweet. You'll be a queer. You know, feminine from now on. And the moment we start questioning the state of his sexual preference, you know, doubting his ability to function normally in intimate spaces as opposed to actually addressing his well-being, we fuck up. Even. His strength is being engaged, you know, at this point. So we go back to questioning his ability to protect himself. Like I just said, that list of ignorance, it just goes on and on. So try to put yourself in this child's shoes. Just think about the denial of his natural-born right to manhood. You know, you are aiding in the disfigurement of his identity. And that shit has to be some of the heaviest burdens that he will carry for the rest of his life. Um, Thinking about this whole being called gay thing, you know, at 14 years old, imagine a 14-year-old black boy telling somebody that he was molested by by a man. You know, nobody's going to question the predator. His sexuality will be put in trial. He's gay. Because he's 14, he could have stopped it. And it's just the wrong the wrong approach, you know what I'm saying? Because, like Cannon said, from the time black boys are able to walk, they're immediately inducted into men's roles. Immediately. So their manhood is constantly challenged. They're incessantly antagonized. You know, Which you is- hear things like, yo, stop crying like a little bitch. You're not a little girl. You know what I'm saying? Boys don't cry. You're a pussy. You're a fag. 
things like that. You know, when you label kids with these, you know, terrible names, they kind of internalize that shit. They become those things. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now we've given these adult-sized problems to children who are not mentally equipped enough to handle those problems. So in our society, especially, you know, with black people, the verbal and emotional abuse of black boys is tolerated, heavily tolerated. So there's this idea that if we ridicule our boys, if we disrespect our boys, this will make them into tough men, you know, quote-unquote real men. So now you've given them a blueprint of what the so-called black male masculinity consists of. So now if they if they step out of that box, you know, it makes them everything less than a man. So you got to think about why would a child, why would a teenage boy be comfortable about coming forward and say, uncle such and such or big bro or my coach is touching me inappropriately? You know, so ultimately they become prisoners of their own bodies and their own minds. They're not going to disclose sexual abuse since society has bullied, uh, has bullied them into believing that because they're boys, it's easily preventable. You know what I'm saying? The sexual abuse of black boys is exacerbated, you know, by racism, poverty, and many other stresses. So even if they did disclose the abuse, they more than likely would not receive the help that they need. And that's just the truth. Absolutely. You know, they're definitely not going to get the things that they need. You know what I'm saying? And you spoke of poverty, which contributes to a shit ton of violence in our communities. You know, black families oftentimes living in, you know what I'm saying, one big happy household with big mom and papa and shit, you know, with a host of cousins, aunties and uncles. And there's always one, if not more, you know what I'm saying, sick ass people in our families that take advantage of these children, steal their innocence and shit like that. And the statistics state that one in every six boy is abused before the age of 16. And the rates are way higher in the hood, you know what I'm saying, met by systematic poverty, broken homes, high unemployment rates, and social issues, you know? And uh, oftentimes, the abuse has always gained relationships with the victim and the perpetrator. It's a slow process before it really happens, you know? The perpetrators befriend them, you know, they gain their trust and uh, create avenues to have access to these kids. Yeah, and, and you, you and both Chrissy, y'all speak of poverty. You know, when I think of poverty, I also think of the impoverished mind, not just the economic aspect of it. When I was in college, you know, I had a boyfriend at the time, and we talked about his situation. He was sexually abused. Um, he tried to talk to his mother, you know, and what stands out most to me when he explained was that the hardest part about the molestation, it wasn't accepting the idea that a stranger violated him. It wasn't that. It was the reality that his mother deflected. She basically shut his ass down every attempt he made at being vocal about the molestation. So we always say, because it sounds good, mm. speak up, you know, say something, tell somebody. But when the person that is supposed to protect and nurture you treats you like the villain, you know, interrogates you with doubt, the condescending tones, tries to silence you in an effort for protecting a fucking monster, what do you do? I remember him telling me, he said it feels like being raped again. It's like the person you thought that was supposed to keep you safe 
your mom, your mother, is now helping a stranger invade your boundaries, like strip you of your rights, like fucking strip you of your sanity. So now what do you do? Like, who do you turn to after shit like this? Like, realistically. And when you say, who do you turn to? There's nobody to turn to. Right. And under these conditions, black boys venture out into the world and seeking strong male connections. And this is what makes them, like I said in the beginning, the most vulnerable. And, you know, it makes them easily accessible to beasts, predators. And some of these beasts, and we don't talk about it often, are black women. Absolutely. Some black women abuse little black boys, too. That's the truth. Some black women are predators as well. But, you know, in society, there's this idea that women can, cannot be sexual abusers. It's incomprehensible to society for, for women to be sexual abusers because women are known to be nurturing and caring. So a woman abuser should use those qualities against a little boy. Right, and you speak of women. You know what I'm saying? And um, for the most part, the black male is viewed as a toy. You know, and sometimes a fascination in this society. And oftentimes, women sub black women. You know, because we're speaking to black women right now. Black women subconsciously treat black males as such, and that's exactly what they see in society. You know, people like to maintain control. I remember you guys were talking about that in the beginning of the show. You know what I'm saying? And and they will use that control any way possible. They'll tell you shit like. This is your fault. I thought you wanted this. You made me do That's it. Crazy, you know, like, what man. the hell, man? It, it is. And it's like, people will often question, like, well, how does a woman, you know, abuse a little boy? You know what I'm saying? There's, you know, sexual abuse comes in many forms. Right. You know, a woman abuser would, for example, wash her son excessively, like bathe him excessively. You know what I'm saying? Invade his privacy, like being in a room while he's getting, while he's getting dressed, asking inappropriate questions about his body and things like that. And you don't twist my words, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you have to listen carefully. Because I'm, I'm not talking about every woman who's affectionate with her son being, you know, an abuser. That's not what I'm saying. But just be it, you know, a, a woman abuser will sometime, sometimes convince her son that he's a substitute for her husband. You're the man of the house, you know. And the father doesn't necessarily have to be absent. He can be in a child's life, but, you know, for example, he could be at work and she will ask her son to come sleep in the bed with her. Again, I'm not talking about every black woman because my child sleeps in my bed. Mm. You understand? So I'm not saying that. I'm talking specifically about women abusers. So with that said, women abusers rely on their son for emotional support totally inappropriate and the worst part is to boys it does not translate as abuse sadly because they feel like this is what mothers are supposed to do they're supposed to be extra caring and nurturing and like I, I can't stress it enough sexual abuse is never about sexual desire it's always about the power to dominate to control they thrive off of that and women also have that power struggle you know, and they're just as vicious as male abusers. And um, what, like, what about power when it comes to women? Like, at some point, a woman abuser may, may have felt powerless right. when she was a little girl, you know, because of physical and or sexual abuse. 
or even being in a relationship with an abusive man would turn her into this violent, you know, revenge-seeking type of type of a um, type of woman. So what she will do is she'll seek revenge on a male child. She'll probably beat him, she'll ridicule him, or she'll sexually abuse him. And sometimes it's mom, sometimes it's big sis, sometimes it's the cousin who comes over. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we have to acknowledge that sometimes it right. is family, the people that quote unquote love them. Right. And the saddest part is that in this society, mm-hmm. it's accepted when women abuse little boys. It's masked as, you know, a sexual experience, you know, a rite of passage for a young boy. But it's wrong because little boys cannot consent to sex. They do not know what sex is, you know. And sometimes during sexual abuse, a little boy will become aroused. But people will say, you know, he enjoyed it. Just because you become aroused does not mean you enjoy the sexual abuse. That's body stimuli. It's equivalent to, you know, changing a little, boy, uh, little baby's diaper and his penis gets erect. It's not because he's turned on or, you know, enjoying it. His body's reacting to touch. For a little, so a seven-year-old boy, he doesn't understand that. So he feels like his body may have betrayed him. You understand? And it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. So, like I said again, it's, um, it's not about Sexual abuse is not about sexual desire. It's about control. And the tone has been set ever since slavery. You know, we've created this environment in which black boys are left to fend for themselves. And the reality is black boys are just as important as black girls. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you speak of safety a lot, Christy, and it's so important. You know what I'm saying? People really need to have the safety, the best interest of safety in these children. You know, I have a son, you know what I'm saying? And I also have a daughter. Like, my son's eight and my daughter's four. You know, I couldn't imagine any of this shit happening to my babies, you know, at all. You know what I'm saying? My son, the same conversations that I have with my daughter, I have with my son. They're no different. You know what I'm saying? Both of their safeties matter the same amount. You get what I'm saying? I, I can't sit and say, you know, well, Ray, Cabril's a boy, so he get to go do whatever he wants, and Raylan can't. You know, no, it, it doesn't work that way. Both of their safeties is equally important. Equally important. The, my, you know, my approach to them is the same. No matter the age, no matter the gender, any of that shit. And as a community, it needs to be, the, you know what I'm saying, valued the same way. Period. Period, point blank. It needs to be valued the same way across the board, boys and girls, because of the society we live in. It's all about safety, you know. Their emotional well-being is just as important as black girls, as you said, Tiff. So, you know, I listen to people, and and I listen to women, you know, who even have sons say things like, we need to protect our children, especially our girls. Why do you put emphasis on your girls and not the boys? Like, they're kids, too. So you're leaving our boys to fend for themselves. And it's just, just, there's just other things. Like, when you call your son a bitch or a punk, when you beat his ass, when you you dismiss his fears and his need for attention, you are practically raising those same boys who then turn into the broken men you know, us women complain about every day. All the damn time. You know, and I'm, 
this conversation, keep in mind, is not to minimize the importance of the sexual abuse of black girls. You know, this is just so the sexual abuse of black boys is out on the forefront. It's a conversation that needs to be had just as much as we talk about little girls. One is not more important than the other. We have to be equally vigilant about protecting little black boys as we are with our little black girls. There needs to be the same amount of urgency. Yeah, I mean, we specifically picked this topic to talk about today because it is so rare to hear or read about a discussion that's centered solely around the sexual abuse of black boys. You usually see this topic come up when we're discussing women and it's inter- you're interrupting, you know what I'm saying? But black boys, they are not a fucking add-on. Do, you do them a disservice when you just interject them into a conversation. They deserve their own platform, and this is what we're doing today. We're giving them their own platform. And, um, you know, this is, I have to say this, you know, this is to boys who are listening, who may be listening to the show, to adult men who, adult black men who have gone through sexual um, abuse. There's nothing you could have done to prevent it. It's really not your fault, you know. It's These people, you know, these predators exist. There's nothing you could have done to change the events. You know, you can't blame yourself for that. I know society tells you that you could have changed, you could have done this, you could have done that. There's nothing you could have done. You know, the problem is the predator, not the victim. Absolutely. If we're going to address the problem, we have to, we have to address the predators. Hell we can't yeah. put the victims on trial. That's the worst thing abuse. you can do. That's the absolute fucking worst thing you can do. And um, I want to give, I have to give credit to Dr. Gabrielle J. Atchison. She's the author of Silent Rage, The Sexual Abuse of African-American Boys. It's a great book. This is where most of my research comes from. Um, like I said before, it's such a broad topic and we can't cover everything, but she really touched on some very important aspects of the sexual abuse of black boys. So if you need to really learn about it, you need to go check that book out. Once again, it's called Silent Rage, The Sexual Abuse of African-American Boys. Um, it's a great book. And also, shout out to Erica Watson. She did a short film called Rubato, R-O-U-B-A-D-O. Very powerful short film, and you need to check it out because you really need to see how sometimes boys want to tell you that they're being abused, but, you know, as the guardian, as the parent, as the mom, father, whatever, you're too consumed in your relationship, too consumed with yourself to even notice, to see the sense of urgency in their faces. When they want to talk to you, you dismiss them. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if, if when a man walks into a room and your son pisses on himself or he cringes or you know you see the fear in his eyes he's telling you something is happening but it's up to you to pay attention to it and we do have to pay attention to these signs and these kids you know i'm saying empower them you know to make them aware of what's happening have open line of communication you know i'm saying some of the signs to be aware of is guilt anxiety isolation fear shame you know i'm saying even drug addiction too clingy all that type of stuff, outbursts of anger, and like most importantly, self-harm. You know what I'm saying? That's a huge one. I deal with that so much at the behavioral yeah. health facility. You know, 
oh my goodness, self-harming is huge. You have to pay attention to these kids. Let them know it's okay to have these conversations. You know, let them know that it's okay to say when something is bothering them, you know, when they don't feel comfortable around somebody. That's a sign. That is a sign, y'all. Y'all cannot dismiss that. Please, please, please take care of these babies. You understand that? You said the kids don't fear. Now, this is the key. I'll call this weapon of ass destruction. Uh, thanks, honey, but you know what? The belt, that's not my thing. Oh. That right there is the snap. It's also called a yellow threat level. That's good for domestic disturbance and washing the dishes, bedtime, and pre-church. Now, if it escalates to the orange threat level, that's when you got to crack the whip like this guy. <laughs> yeah, now, when they see that, they don't want to see what else going to happen. <laughs> Y'all fucking stupid. Oh, man. Bernie Mac was funny as hell. Oh, my yes, God. I swear. I miss him so <laughs> I miss much. His, I know. Yeah, me I too. <laughs> Representing the shy, but whatever. You but from you Chicago? Know, it ain't funny. Huh? Yeah, Bernie from Chicago. Yeah. All oh. the funny people from Chicago. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. <laughs> but you know what ain't funny is getting your ass whooped in real life. I don't find nothing comical about that shit. I remember. My Girl, you shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I think black people, we have this talent, and it's not necessarily a good one, but we know how to extract comedy out of our pain. And it's too many black folks out here that feel like spanking, whooping, tapping, hitting, pop, blocking, dropping their kids is not a boo. <laughs> like, it's Shut discipline. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, Chrissy? Because it's like, like, it doesn't matter what adjective you use. You know, when you hit someone, uh-huh. you don't expect it to tickle. You know, you hit nah. with the intent to inflict physical pain. So when you say, I don't beat my kids, I whoop them, I tap them. It's like saying, I don't eat, I chew my food and I swallow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same shit. Like, don't try to change the tone, you know what I'm saying, just to alleviate yeah. your conscience, you know? <laughs> that shit is hilarious but it's so true though cause I mean I still got bruises on my ass from when I got my ass before when I was like 7 <laughs> and it's not even funny but it is funny as hell now cause you know you always get told to like go get that switch go do this go do that and it's like uh, who wants that you know but parents they would do or say anything to justify that shit though you know what I'm saying like I feel like as adults we lose control you know or not me cause I don't beat my kids but <laughs> parents lose control you know what i'm saying and they use it as a scare tactic and shit that causes harm to kids like (laughs) it is about power and control i mean and that's how it ties you know it ties back to what we were just talking about in deep throat you know you you're going about it the wrong way you know what i'm saying and a lot of people say you know well you know these kids are bad you know what i'm saying at 15 16 years old but that's because you dropped the ball early on. Like, you can't start to discipline a child at 15. Like, it's kind of too late. You know what I'm saying? So, right. by the time they start walking, that's when you start to correct, you know, poor behavior and or start to, you know, give um, positive um, reinforcement or negative reinforcements. You know what I mean? Not when they're about to be 42 and moving out and shit. <laughs> Man, after y'all motherfuckers drop the ball, y'all say some of the dumbest shit, I swear. Motherfuckers yeah. be like, I beat your ass to keep you out of jail, keep what? you off drugs, <laughs> so you don't be dead. Like, my nigga, when have ass whoopings ever stopped mass incarceration? <laughs> like, Seriously. Y'all kids still be popping Molly. 
perks, sipping on lean. I don't know no nigga that's able to outrun bullets just because right. he get his ass beat. <laughs> it shit is stupid. So it's like, ma'am, you treating your kids just like the cops treating these people out in the street, beating yep. their fucking ass, mm-hmm. you know, as a sense to, they're trying to discipline them, you know what I'm saying, and correct wrong behaviors. It's the same shit. It's not helping them take a straight path. So you have to think before you open your mouth and stay stupid shit like that. Right, because it be stupid as hell. Like, you got people telling these kids, stop crying before I give you something to cry about. Mom, you just whooped my ass. I mean, you just caused. (laughs) For real, like, you just caused fucking pain to me. You don't think I'm going to fucking cry about it? (laughs) You want to do more, bitch? (laughs) And it's like, like, people don't understand, like, the importance of, like, Letting kids have their own feelings. Like, as adults, you walk around with a fucking attitude sometimes. You're just having a bad day. Like, your children right. are entitled to that. That shit is not personal. There's nothing against you. They're allowed to have bad days. They're allowed to be moody. They're allowed to have, you know what I'm saying, all kinds of, you know, bad feelings. They're entitled to that. It's not about you. You know what I'm saying? You can't beat, you know, emotions out of them just to just to satisfy your your psychosis. I don't know. Like, the fuck? Right, or to satisfy that fucking control that they be having. It's, it's crazy. You do not own like they your kids. It. They're not yours. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you gave birth to them. It's not a skill. You had sex, you got pregnant, you gave birth. That's, you know, physiological processes. It's not a skill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I swear, people feel like they owe you. Like, we owe you for having sex, to, you know what I'm saying, to having us. Like, I don't owe you shit for that. <laughs> and, it's, it, and, it, and it's like with the whole, you know, domestic violence. Now, we, we've been told that a man is not supposed to hit a woman, you know, or but then you told you tell your child, you know, I beat you because I love you. So that's oh, cool. But that's different. That's different. Yeah, You're that's disciplining different. your child. Right. You're so teaching them. let Trimacion beat your ass and don't call the cops because, <laughs> you know, he he's you. loving you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. That shit won't fly. He- he just got to teach you what your parents did right. when so they was whooping your you're ass, You're teaching too. your child that abuse is love. I'm being your ass because I love you. So how does that translate when Kamisha has a boyfriend? And, you know, like I, I, mean, I say, Quadir whoops her ass. Quadir. You know what I'm saying? Like, So she's going to say, you know, well, he beats me because he loves me. Like, you got to, like, you know, you got to use your brain at some, at some point. Like, it's contradictory. people actually justify fuck. that shit, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's not just trying to be funny here. Like, I've heard people say that shit. Like, oh, he's just mad because he loved me. He get jealous and Bitch. shit like that. Man. Jealousy is not love. Mm. Like, we really think that motherfucker being jealous is love. Like, no, you need to run. Okay. People already <laughs> think the shit hurt anyway. So, I mean, what do we expect? Yeah. And then they'll misdirect That's... the anger and rage on your children and whooping mm-hmm. their ass because you don't know how Absolutely. to talk. Because you can't sit down and tell them what they did wrong, why they did it wrong, and how to correct it. That shit is not discipline. What are you teaching besides fear and how to maneuver and try to fucking be more sneaky? Because that's all that we going to do. I mean, every ass whooping that I done got for something that I did, I found a different way to do this shit and not get caught. That's it. And, you know, because the, like, the kids become immune to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, you know, I think a little bit of, like, also racism is rooted in that. Like, we talk about how yeah. police treat these kids and things like that. Like, you treat your children the way society views them as, like, some uh, uncontrollable Little animals, you know what I'm saying? Like you treat yeah. them as such. When and you can talk just, to them yeah, when you can like just, set, you know, too. set an example, set the precedent, you know, and talk to them. Because I don't know if people know that, but kids are human beings, and they are able to reason. That part. But you know, you're the adult. You've lived longer. You should have a little bit more like uh, 
understanding of how life goes. So you have to set the example for them to follow. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I agree. It's like that Jim Crow era. It really just kind of stunted the growth of people. You know, you kind of chop kids down at every fucking learning milestone by whipping their ass instead of actually disciplining and actually teaching them. So realistically, I'm just going to say that this topic ain't even debatable. From a social psychology standpoint, it's abuse. It is what it is. Like, we can't sugarcoat the shit. It's it abuse. is what it is. You don't like to hear mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Then, then try a different approach. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not like I'm not one to like tell people how to raise their kids. Like do whatever the hell you want. But the truth is, if you, if if your child upsets you and you beat the hell out of them, it's be- mm-hmm. and then it's because you lack the emotional maturity, the emotional intelligence, the reason. It's no, there's no, there's nothing else because children can reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the fact is, mm-hmm. if beating ass worked, <laughs> you wouldn't have to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And right. niggas locked up got tr- their ass whooped too. <laughs> yeah for real hell oh shit damn near all black folks that's in fucking jail done got their ass whooped but see me and christy gonna be different on this part because i'm telling you how to raise your motherfucking kids <laughs> because then i <laughs> fuck that because then i have to deal with them y'all know that i work in behavioral health yeah. i have to deal with these fucking kids because y'all did not teach them correctly you know what i'm saying you don't you don't they already come anger is fuck because they don't know how to have conversations because mommy didn't ever teach me that or daddy didn't teach me that so that's the issue. That's, that's those so no fuck that. Stop beating these kids and, and have a conversation with them. Have a conversation with them. That's just the fucking bottom line of it. You and know what I'm saying? You you beating them down at home, expecting them not to get beat down in the streets, ma'am, sir. They're black. I mean, I don't even know no other fucking way to put the shit. They're black. It's it's bound to happen. It's a fucking America. Yeah. You know, <laughs> cut the shit, Anywhere, y'all. Cut shit. the shits. I I do understand that, and you know. I do want to say, like, you know, black parents, like, your children are allowed to have attitudes. They're allowed to have bad days. They're allowed to be moody as fuck because you do it all the time. And, you know, their feelings are valid just because you don't like Mm -hmm. it. It's not fucking personal. They're not doing it to be combative. They're not doing it to be disrespectful. Those are human emotions. It's okay for children to have them, too. You do not control the core of their being. It's not for you to own. Yes, you you give birth to them. You had sex, you became pregnant, and you gave birth. It's it's, a, it's not a skill, okay? So, <laughs> Don't be telling your kids, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. That you will go to jail, Suzanne. demented ass <laughs> shit. That is not teaching them shit. Like, that's demented. Like, the bottom line for me is that you have to think about the shit that you say before you actually say it. And it's not that hard to think. You just have to actually take a second and really reflect on the shit that you're going to say and what type of impact it's going to have on that child. Yep. Because as a child, your brain is still growing and developing. developing man. So you breed in exactly. these abusive-ass children to be abusive-ass parents and to keep this tradition, this ritualistic tradition of fucking whipping basically what it is you know what i'm saying beating and trying to fear your kids into acting right when they gonna fuck up anyway they gonna do what they want to do anyway they just gonna try to get away with it better and as um frederick Douglass said it's easier to build stronger children than it is to repair broken men and that's facts i swear that's facts you know you do damage control early on man do damage control like set the precedent yo whatever you know, your child mirror your actions. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't tell them to be something that you're not capable of presenting. Don't do don't, don't say, expect them to I be do. some you know these like uh, emotionally stable adults when you haven't 
created the environment in which they could, you know, thrive in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And we stop got we have to start raising or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, raising the same fucking people that we don't want. Like we want men that can talk, but then that, we don't yeah. the mothers then don't you teach smack their, the shit out your son. Exactly. Did you guys they see don't the teach little the kids how to have conversations? Did you guys see the little video on Facebook where the little boy was in church, he was screaming and then somebody popped him oh, in the face? I did. No, I didn't see I that. Was so I was it's fucking, not <laughs> No, it's not funny at all. Like It's not funny, but I saw that it's and I'm funny like, because it the the it, the shit happened in church all the fucking time, and it's like, not cool. First of all, them kids don't want to be there for for that Hell long. No, There's no mental know. stimulation. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they just sitting there, listening to y'all screaming. That, that was my thing. Like the the adults are screaming, you know, on top of their lungs, but the baby starts screaming, and you smack him in the face. Y'all doing the same shit, right? Motherfuckers right. catching the Holy Ghost every three point seven seconds. Right, he was catching the Holy Smash Ghost too. <laughs> Smack the holes in the aisle. Like, Everybody's entitled to catch their own holy ghost, bruh. <laughs> he trying to get the fuck up out of there. He was fucking tired, man. Y'all irritated as hell. <laughs> no, what's irritating is that people still want to have this debate. That's why we brought it up today. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, shit, how do you debate this shit? It is what it is. Like, if you're it hitting, smacking, grabbing, yeah. whipping your kids, it's you for You're an abusive motherfucker. That's it. You're an abusive motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say, like, you That's know, parents it. don't get frustrated. We're right. all entitled to those feelings. Kids be, kids be pissing people off. Like, my daughter be like, I'd be like, ooh, if you, ooh, <laughs> like, if you don't go in the other room. I do the same shit. You know, but I don't let her see me get angry. I can talk to yeah. her. You know, I can say, you know, this is where you went wrong, and I don't like that. And it's okay to correct, you know, bad behavior, poor behavior. It's okay. <clears throat> I feel like, you know, if a child is touching the stove and you tap them once, you know, mm-hmm. no, that's hot. Okay, that's not abuse. You know what I'm saying? So you actually have to use, like, judgment, like Chrissy said before. You actually have to have some type of, like, cognitive skills to know what I'm talking about is abuse. It's not contradictive to tap a child on the hand once and say, no, hot, and then explain it. That's just a natural reaction. Yeah, because you're afraid that your child might burn their hand. You know, yeah, but right. don't fucking like side swiper with a left hook, you know, because she touched the stove. <laughs> that shit is abuse. Getting extension know? cords and uh fucking iron hangers and shit. Oh, because yeah. you know she dropped the the juice or spilled it on the floor. Like, there's no reason to get so angry about it. You know what I'm saying? Because you right. sometimes can drop a glass and break it. Nobody's allowed to beat your ass. Whatever you wouldn't do to another adult, don't do it to a child. It's that simple. Right. And whatever you don't want to be done to you. Do not do it to your child. You don't want nobody in your face screaming at you, yelling at you. Don't expect your child to want that shit. Yeah, and if you, you do want saying? that shit, go get help. Yeah, go, man. Really, like, you need help. Go talk to somebody. Like, help. whatever problems you're going through, you cannot, like, just fucking dump that shit on your baby. You know what I'm saying? They don't ask to be here. You know, all this, I, I pay bills and this, the, da, 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 I do this, I do this, I do that. Listen, as an adult, that's what the fuck you have to do. If you didn't right. have children, you still have to pay bills. You're not doing exactly. your child any favors. You have to pay right. bills. Or your ass going to be sleeping outside. It's cold. So stop beating your kids before we beat your motherfucking ass. <laughs> Meet me outside. Because <laughs> we love y'all. For reals. And nobody care if your child got Jordans or whatever or fucking got a party out of fucking um, Chuck E. Cheese with the ugly ass mouse. Treat them better. <laughs> Hell yeah, we off the shit. <laughs> what and nothing like that. Man, it wasn't nothing like that first time. She was in my math class. Long hair, brown skin with the fat ass. 
sat beside me used to laugh, had mad jokes The teacher always got mad, so we passed notes It started off so innocent She had a vibe and a nigga started digging it uh, I was a young and straight crushing, trying to play this shit cool But a nigga couldn't wait to get to school Cause when I seen them thighs on her and them hips on her And them lips on her, got me daydreaming, man What? <laughs> I love that J. Cole song And nothing like your first Time. So, <laughs> it's time for some good head sex ed. Like, we need these fucking parents to step up their weak-ass birds and the beats talk. Like, because obviously the shit ain't working. I mean, y'all think the shit working? Hell no, because ain't no goddamn bees out there stinging no birds in the ass. Like, these goddamn killer bees off the block ain't stinging these pigeons in the ass. So, it's not working because your kids... They know this shit ain't fucking, like, realistic. It's not even a relatable talk. You need to talk about vaginas and penises, like the shit that actually is out there. No more Google Gaga. Yeah, they're not (laughs) babies. They already know. Right, absolutely. Definitely do, because I wish somebody had this conversation with me, because I started way too fucking young. You know what I'm saying? And I know that I want the only one. Yeah, you were. And I know. You were. Shut up. (laughs) I was not. We were mature. (laughs) You know, we were mature Mature. Mature. What the fuck, y'all, okay? <laughs> Don't get mad at us because you was out there pumping, humping. Yes, because I was scrumping at a very young age. You was doing what, sis? <laughs> I was fucking scrumping. What the fuck Man, is scrumping? What in the Michigan is that? I don't know. <laughs> what is scrumping, though? Tell us what that means. Listen, your ass from the Midwest, too. I, know I ain't you never heard, heard that shit in my life, Do first of all. Don't try to put that batch. shit on me. Don't try to lump us in the same boat because you done <laughs> said some old shit from Caledonia West. I ain't never heard what? that shit in my life. So, back in my day, right? <laughs> I said what you mean, last week? Oh, you mean back in your days? In 1800. <laughs> <laughs> back in the 1800s in my day, back in like, I would always hear older people be like, so you over there scrapping that little boy? Yeah. And it's always a translation for fucking. I mean, I don't understand how y'all ain't heard that. So how because do you we're not from Michigan. in English, Christy, because I've never heard scrumping <laughs> in my life. I don't Me know either. what it is. It sounds real rough and harmful. Um, sounds fucking, sounds yes. very Grand Rapids-ish. Yeah, juicing. Ooh, we used to say juicing, you know. Cause, you know you what? Know, you get Fuck y'all. Get back to good head sex ed, because I'm not fucking with y'all today. <laughs> don't get mad at us because you were scrumping. <laughs> well, you know, let's talk about like just being like I said, like um like Candace said, we just gotta stop talking about the birds and the bees and just start being right. real honest with our kids. No more baby talk. Just tell yeah. them what it is. One thing is you guys were 14, 16, 17, and you wanted to have sex. Do not expect differently from your children. The best thing you can do is just equip them with the tools. Right. Talk about sexually transmitted infections. Talk about HIV. Talk about herpes. Talk about syphilis. Talk about how condoms don't protect you from every single STI out there. You know, the HPV, for example. Syphilis. You know what I'm saying? Herpes. My gosh, herpes be scaring the shit out of me, bro. Man, <laughs> yeah, you got a little bump on your mouth, bro. My gosh. Yeah. You know, like... Detour. I'm not thrilled about my, my daughter, you know, having sex one day. I'm not, but... I'm not unrealistic about it. I know right. what happened. And I just want her to use protection. I don't want her to get pregnant at an early age. You know what I'm saying? So no I'm going to tell her, like, listen, Quamation is a fucking liar. Yeah. Use condoms. Always use condoms. And if he tells you he does not want to use condoms, leave. 
<laughs> he has that HIV. Scary. Leave. Just scary as hell. For I remember real. being a kid and like the biggest fear I had was like my titty falling out. Cause you know how when you was like young and used to stuff your bra. Well, at least I did. I did. I did that shit though. Man, you be in gym class hoping your left titty don't fall out. Like man, <laughs> getting your ass touched and shit. Like that was what we had to worry about. But now you just got to be real with these kids and like. Tell them what it fucking is. Like, some of these little girls be baking bread in their panties. You need to let them know about their pH balance. You know what I'm let saying? Them let them discharge. know it's about discharge. Let them know about these yeast infections. It's normal. Oh, my goodness. Little girls start having discharge from the age of six, people. It's fucking yes. normal. Okay? And, and I, I've, we, I've seen, like, they had a challenge on Facebook where, you know, you will post a picture of your underwear with no discharge. And it was You need to go see a gynecologist. Grown-ass women. You need to go see a gynecologist. thinking that shit was cute. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, you just put them panties normal. on, sis, because you ain't hot them on all day. Right. No. <laughs> And bathing with all kind of summer's eve and all kinds of douching and all that shit. Hell, you're disturbing the vaginal Yeah, you ain't doing nothing. Flora. No you're disturbing it and shop. you make yourself more susceptible to infections. You're not supposed to be douching. Oh, fucking Yanni steams or whatever. Your vagina <laughs> has a natural thermostat. Okay? And if you fuck with it, you make yourself susceptible to all kinds of infections. Leave it alone. Absolutely. And your diet exactly. matters. What you ingest what you eat. your body it's all about matters. What you eat. So you can't be drinking all these fucking Pepsis and eating all this trash-ass food and pissing goddamn coffee and thinking that it's normal. Yes, yep. you got battery acid coming out you. <laughs> you burning holes in your panties and your battery boxes. acid. Yes. <laughs> like yep. it's a problem. Yep. The Absolutely. vagina is a self-cleansing organ. All you have to do is assist it. And you know what I'm saying? With eating good foods and right you know what i'm saying not cleaning yourself cleaning right. yourself yeah. and the same thing go for me and too you know what i'm saying like when they be doing the same shit eating that horrible ass food and they be injecting off into women and then women gotta have the you know bacterial vaginosis and shit Absolutely. like my nigga yeah and your sperm tastes you, like fucking lava ex- <laughs> yeah your sperm <laughs> should not give motherfuckers mouth ulcers and if you got if you are uncircumcised, pull that skin back and get that little crusty shit yes. off of that dick. If you have a fucking turtleneck in your penis, fellas. Pull it down, bruh. <laughs> Clean that shit. It needs water, too. You shouldn't be fucking storing Clean that little fucking ant in every crease. <laughs> I should look at an ant like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is teach these fucking kids because some adults don't even know this information and that's just sad. Like, that's why it's I mean, not I, the bottom line because adults <laughs> don't be teaching these kids. They don't even be fucking knowing. They don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. shouldn't smell you before I see you, bruh. I yep, should not for... smell you before I see you. And I'm telling you. Give your boss some attention too. They need The water. vagina <laughs> is an internal organ. The vulva is the outside of the vagina, people. The outside. That's what you need to clean. God okay. damn it. All of that. <laughs> and the asshole. Clean your vulva and your ass. <laughs> because these kids out here be doing, be having anal sex as well. So oh let's not pretend like a lot of them fake gay or maybe they really homosexual. So they yep. do be getting in the ass. So you got to let yep. these kids know about anal sex. They go let in with know. overconfidence and they going to kill themselves. Yes. For real. Always they going to blow their ass right open and they, they going to be fucked up. Always because you can't protection. get diseases in the ass, people say. HIV. <laughs> you can get, you can definitely get Absolutely. HIV from, you know, unprotected anal sex. That's just right. a reality. So, you know, 
Well, girls too, you gotta use protection. And when oral I- sex. Just because you use a condom when you're having sex and fucking does not mean you can suck that dick and skip out the bedroom and be just clear. Herpes. You get them little sores on your tongue and your mouth, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> a little crabs jump in your mouth. That shit make a oh, it make a me itch. Crab it make party me just want to be absolute as hell. And tell your kids trivial shit like pussies fart, right? Mm-hmm. That shit is normal. <laughs> Don't be having your little boys out here scarred for life. Yes, the pussy might fart. It's normal, but if he fart, get the fuck up out of there. Abort <laughs> mission because it's over with. Abort mission. Abort it mission because he ain't got no respect for you. Fellas, you gotta grow up to loose pussies and all that bullshit. Oh my god! If that you go right inside that so... pussy and it's tight, a pussy don't like you. She's not it aroused. Don't like you, bro. She's yeah. not aroused. If Ain't nothing about loose. Because that shit scared. opens up. Yep. Yeah. When we like you, when like, we're aroused, it's that simple. It feels like you're falling in a motherfucking tunnel. You're going to heaven. That's the only time you're gonna reach heaven <laughs> is when a woman is aroused and you stick that little raggedy dick up in there. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not stretching nobody's pussy with your little ass, you know, not little. Even your big Especially ass. Especially not when ten You're not stretching nobody's pussy with that. We are able to push out 13 pound babies outside that shit, and it goes back to normal. It's like an elastic, bro. After you stretch it out, it goes back to its original shape. We're not worried about pussy your, pops your dicks. back. It pops back, my nigga. <laughs> and no, so. your dick is not in our stomach, my nigga. Like, grab a fucking book. <laughs> uh, my dick in your stomach? No, no, nigga. it's not. It's not. Romel. So take that baggy ass condom off <laughs> and get a book. <laughs> well, I'm like, my dick all in your stomach. No, bitch. No, it's not. It's daddy. not. And now no, this is not. over. We're not it's having not even sex close. Anymore. Yeah, don't embarrass me out here in front of company. Yeah, niggas is embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> and women too. Y'all know y'all gotta wipe front to back, about. right? You have to wipe front to back. It matters. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> fellas, like like women, you know, women have to eat the right foods. You have to eat the right foods too, because they if be your semen smells like cow piss, that's a problem. Drinking all that Hennessy. No. Yep. One thing on. is, dudes, they love pussy, but they don't know pussy. They don't know shit about it. No, they don't. They know don't I feel like we need to teach them it. as well because you're just stupid. <laughs> and women don't know their bodies either. You know what I'm saying? No. There's a lot of women who think that, you know, if uh, you know, if she get on top, she's not going to get pregnant. What type of shit is that? What? I- <laughs> Man. Yeah, That's, that's why this stuff. fucking conversation is so important to have with kids because I could not imagine my kids growing up <laughs> saying some dumb shit like that. Like, what? Fucking telling kids that they get pregnant from um, watermelon seeds and shit. Nah. Yeah, it's important. It's, you know, good head, sex ed is important. Good head is important because why waste your time? Sex ed is important because why burn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand we Facts. all love Usher, Let It Burn. I love the song too, but goddamn. Now we see him in fucking pictures and he's scratching his shit. Scratching Money does shit. not fucking make you immune to diseases, people. You know, she can be fine as fuck. And be fucked up internally. So mm-hmm. you cannot judge a book man. by its cover. Make sure your man has a primary care physician. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas ain't seen the doctor. That he seen regularly, though. And yeah. um, one thing I will have to say, like, not, a lot of people don't know this. Um, I want to talk about the HPV, well, the HPV virus is that there's no way to test it in men. So the only way you can find out you have it 
is if the woman that you're with has it. Okay? Yeah. If a woman tests positive for it, that means you have it. And that's the only way to find out. And that's why it's so important to get tested, you know, regularly because people just don't get tested. They just feel like, okay, I'm good. You yeah, know, like talking about, I don't have any symptoms. It. Like, why most, would you be scared? Most STIs are asymptomatic. Like, you won't know that you have anything unless you get tested. You will never have the right. symptoms. So, yeah. And like I said, HPV, the condoms do not protect you from it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, go to Amazon and um, ladies, order you a sex toy. I this just is, ordered mine. Yeah, oh, this is new sex toy. It actually <laughs> vibrates <laughs> and it sucks on your clitoris. My gosh. Oh, I nearly Lord, died like go. three times. I'm telling you. <laughs> If y'all gonna order y'all sex coma. toys and Yanni eggs, go for it. But also make those doctor's appointments because um, yeah. it's important to know your status, know your health. You know, if y'all gonna be doing it and doing it and doing it, doing wow, well. y'all make sure y'all like <laughs> putting forest fires out there. You know now, my, my reason for mentioning the sex toys is like, you know, that's the safest sex. You don't have to worry about it. Absolutely. I'm you sure know. it is. Because these niggas are, ugh, boy. They, oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't anyway, get tested, so. yo. They do not get tested, man. I can't. I've heard guys tell me that, like, um, I don't use condoms because I don't feel nothing. Bitch. What? <laughs> then there's something wrong with the nerve. You won't be getting no ass, boy. not even with a condom on. Like, Take all right, that HIV, guy I'm to out. The doctor, his nerves are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. But no, we talk That's about it. sex. How old were you, Chrissy? Um, almost eighteen. Almost eighteen. Oh, okay. You know, but uh, so you are a woman. Yeah, I was a woman, you know what I'm saying? A fake and woman. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't pleasant at first. It was definitely disgusting. But, you know, oh my I got back on a horse like the soldier that I am. You, you know what No limit soldier. <laughs> you I was like... I was body body. Feels, I think I was almost 17. That was the worst. Oh, my God. Having like a big... See, I didn't really have anything to gauge it. But now that I know, that horse dick was not something that you start with. Yeah, <laughs> but like Chrissy, careful. I too am a no limit soldier. <laughs> I got back on it and kept riding. <laughs> kept riding, still there. Like the stallion. Who are you that scrumping, oh, Tiff? Back in eighteen twenty, huh? who are you scrumping? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I was pretty young. <laughs> um, yeah, we heard. I was. Yeah, I started young. That's all I'ma say. Oh, I okay. started young. Yeah. It, it was a it was a bad it wasn't the best experience ever. <laughs> At all. That shit was horrible. I did not want to continue. Yeah, but now you a little is. nasty. Warn your kids that now the first I'm a fucking pro. Is, is not what it's all cracked up to be. I mean that song, J. Cole pretty much said it. Like the boys don't know what the hell they doing, you know? Girls, you we be thinking that they fucking experts and these niggas putting the condom on inside out. So we just need to be aware, you know, teach them how to put the condom on the banana, you know? Yes. Right. Yes. And fellas, please stop lying about somebody you wear magnums. Oh my gosh. You need a belt for the motherfuckers. Just baggy. No. Get your lifestyles and go, bruh. (laughs) It's cool. It's medium People like little dicks too. You know, we always talk about size matter and it does. And it doesn't matter in in the manner that people just don't like men with smaller dicks it matters because some women don't like small dicks some women don't like big dicks you know but some women tell don't you like though, dicks it really so, you man, know, i was yeah. just finna go there it doesn't really just, matter though because some it little, matter but but i had a small but listen i had a small before and i had some fucking horsepower so 
That's what I'm trying to tell you. First That's of all, I don't know you. what you're talking about. I am not about to put a fucking have back spasms because I got a hunch over. Nah, bro, I'm not helping you out that much. <laughs> this ain't no. It's teamwork. But if I gotta fucking be a contortionist to feel that shit, you just just get up and go. Like, but you, can't I didn't see. I didn't experience all that. But we're not gonna you. go off into detail. Yeah. But I got my yeah. life changed by a small that little motherfucker. So. Well, no, yeah. I usually have that to do all the work when it was small, power. and I don't want to do all the work no more. You know that having a baby don't mean nothing, because a lot of them don't know, they don't know what to do with it, so it really yeah, doesn't that's matter. that's true. That's true. It doesn't true. matter. You got to get you a nigga that know how to dance. He can actually move those hips a little nope. bit. Nope. Don't matter either. <laughs> oh, well, shit. Niggas be all beat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, You're man. also childish, man. Probably. We got to get up out of here. I ain't fucking with y'all. Yep, that's the end of Good Head Sex Ed. Hope you learned, son. Yeah. <laughs> or keep that dick tucked Definitely. tight. Keep it tucked tight. <laughs> <laughs> No, but listen, y'all, I definitely like, well, not even just me, the girls and I appreciate y'all fucking with us the way y'all did for the first show. Like, y'all here. I love y'all. Fuck y'all right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were scrumping. I've been scrumping. That's what I've been doing. Yes, it's time to do that after this episode. Shit. You know, catch us every other Sunday. Um, on everything. We on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, what else? MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Google Play. You gotta say Google Play, too. Yeah, we on Google Play. Yes, Android. Google Play. Um, catch us on our dope-ass website that is super live, so go check us out, goheadpodcast.com. Um, but yeah. Now, we're also on christianmingle.com. Thank you. So. <laughs> Chrissy is pussy, pussy popping, popping one, profit. two, three. Yes, I'm pussy popping profit 74. Add me on there. Ready to change your life. <laughs> Prayers up. Woody <laughs> <Goody> down. <laughs> oh, we got to go, though. All right, y'all have a good night. I'm getting out of here. Bye. This fun, guys. I like the sex ed talk. Yeah. I feel well informed <laughs> now. I feel like I can go jump back on that horse right now. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, you know. I'm ready for a brighter future. You know what I'm saying? Ready. Yeah. My phone call's made. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you always got your shit pre-planned. Always pre-planned. I have to. Who are you doing, Tiffany? Yeah. Huh? Tell who us doing? who you doing. Huh? Who you I doing? didn't hear you. Who you doing? Oh, cut the cut the audio. <laughs> <laughs> now she wanna go. <laughs> cut the fucking audio. It's time to go. All right, we out this bitch. Peace. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Be-